You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. This is ESPN New York tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. We've got a full show and we're going to need it. We've got NFL, we got NBA, we got a lot of stuff to do, and we'll talk to you. It all begins now. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. That's the number to join our conversation on ESPN New York tonight. You can also hit us up on Twitter now X at hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM along with Julian and Chantel. We're here until midnight on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hello, Gordon Damer. Larry Hardesty, how are we feeling tonight, my friend? So, Gordon, I had a fantastic weekend. All right. It started Saturday mm-hmm. with a little Damer in the morning. Yeah, I was running I'm some sure errands. Okay. A little Damer. All right. A little yeah. Damer action. All right. It was up, uh, upward and onward from there. Okay, yep. go ahead. You know, zoom, took right off. That's the best uh-huh. way to get your Saturday started. Gordon Damer. I appreciate boom. that. Get right, zoom, took right off. Then, of course, little, little, little um, you know, uh, Little NFL, mm-hmm. little Knicks, yeah, you know. Yesterday, more NFL. Mm-hmm. Did a show yesterday. Good job, you know. NFL, and a full show tonight. Been a great weekend. And Gordon, th- now this is this is a peek into your future. My future. Okay? Yeah, this is a okay. peek into your future. Probably, uh-huh. I would say another 25, 30 years. Oh. Larry, I don't okay. know if I have another 25, yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. years. 25, 30 years. <laughs> 25, 30 years. Uh, My right. granddaughter, uh-huh. I'm trying to push this down the road for Jack. Yeah, and I your, appreciate your, that. Your, yeah. You understand yeah, what I'm yeah, trying yeah. to do now? Let's, let's, please, <laughs> we don't need any, any, any surprises in 2024, now you understand. Larry. I don't now, we're, we're good now, right? We're on the right. same page. Now. We're good. Yeah, okay. Granddaughter called yesterday, mm-hmm. and she is seven. Seven. And she proceeded to show me a list of makeup. She's got concealer. She's got She already has this. She's she not ha- looking yes. to you. Oh. Yeah, so got it. She's got concealer. She's got she's got eyeliner stuff. She's got all this stuff. Yeah, it's outrageous. I'm like, wow. Uh I'm gonna have to call my son. Yeah. <laughs> Are you but, aware but, of what she has? <laughs> but you know, this is um it, it's it's fun stuff. You know, it's not real. Right. It's just that, you know, little makeup play stuff. Play you know, play. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. absolutely. Of course. Yeah. So that's what that was. So I have a great weekend, Gordon. Great, great weekend. weekend. Great weekend. I was actually kind of disappointed. I had a good weekend. Okay. But then I realized, you know, in the, in the, in the hoopla of yesterday, mm-hmm. with the way things turned out, I realized that uh, it's going to be a while, Larry. Before? before? we Before we hear again from one Omar in Brooklyn. Maybe, maybe. Speaking of not having 25, 30 years left, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> After a game like that. Oh. Uh, woo. That's good. And you know what? And we'll talk a lot about it in a, in a, mm-hmm. as soon as we do it through the rundown. Yeah. But what was crazy about that one, Gordon, is you can't blame that on Josh Allen. Nope. That, he, he he was did, not he the did, reason. No. I mean, he did have the one turnover, but they got it back at that yeah. point. So it you wasn't know. costly. Nope. I, it wasn't him. He played. He played well. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Bills. He played well, so it wasn't him. Now you know, 
you might want to have a conversation with the head coach about going forward with a fake punt in your own end, your own, on, deep punt? in your own territory. That might about, be a conversation. How about the defense? The defense is supposed to be his his cup of tea, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. the defensive guy. That's it. And uh, well, we'll get into it, but uh, that second half. Uh, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. Not and listen, so much. I give – and, you know, look, but what's funny is the schemes were interesting. I mean, six six linemen? We're going to go with six linemen. We're running the football, okay? We mm-hmm. got six linemen here. We got more than you can block. You Somebody's going to end up on the running back or crucifying, <laughs> knocking out somebody. And they were very good running the football in the first half. And then – the adjustments came. Spagnolo's really good, Gordon. Well, he's it's good. like the old line. Everybody's got a plan until they get hit. <laughs> and when, right. when things get switched up, okay, you're going to do that? Well, we're going to take that away. Now what are you going to do? Yeah, this is true. This is true. It was interesting. So we'll give you our thoughts about it, and you can weigh in as well, 1-800-919-3776. But first, here's some of the top stories that are going on for this Monday, January 22nd, Gordon Damer and... We'll keep it with football because let's go with coaching situations. Okay. That's fascinating to me. Coaching mm-hmm. situations. And they will update you on some of the goings on with the team still in the postseason. Uh, Arthur Blank of Atlanta wants Bill Belichick, Gordon. Yeah. But apparently his front office doesn't. Now, this is according <laughs> <got> to <laughs> <laughs> this is according to uh, Bill Simmons, who, while having sources, is not exactly an NFL insider. But Simmons is hearing that Belichick searches for his first job after splitting from the Patriots. He really wants to go to Atlanta. The Atlanta thing, there's a lot of buzz going on right now about the job. The executives are there, are trying. I've heard this. This is quoting Simmons. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you from so many different people, basically Arthur Blank wants to hire Bill Belichick and all the front office people in Atlanta don't want to hire Belichick because it's like any big company. Sport franchises are like microcosms of big companies. Simmons said in his self-titled podcast. So I guess they feel that once Bill rolls in, there's going to be uh, accountability to an extremely high level from on and off the field. Yeah, there'll be a new sheriff in town, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, the way, you know, everybody has their way of doing things and uh, maybe your, your immediate boss changes, but you can get to do things the way that you are used to doing them, and maybe they mm-hmm. leave you alone to do it the way you've always done it. Mm-hmm. But if you bring in Bill Belichick, you're going to do it his way. Oh, yeah. And uh, I could see that. If you're somebody who's been with the Falcons for a very long time, mm-hmm. you don't want to do that. No. But if you've been with the Falcons for a very long time, you're the one of the reasons why they're looking for Bill Belichick. <laughs> you're one of the reasons why they have to do it. Right. It's interesting. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh expected to meet with the Chargers this week for a second interview, Gordon, to be their next head coach, just according to Shefty. Harbaugh and the Chargers have been linked since Dean Spanos, the owner, fired former coach Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco on December 15th. Harbaugh, as you remember, played quarterback for 14 years in the NFL and spent his final two seasons with the then San Diego Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers need an identity. Them moving yes. out of San Diego was the worst idea they ever had. I, agree. I don't know. Maybe it made them more money by moving. It seems like they're an afterthought. Nobody wants them there. Nobody cares about them. Uh, they're second-class citizens in their own stadium. Even more so, I think, than the Jets are with MetLife. Mm-hmm. Way more. Yeah. So they don't. They, they've never really had a, a real winning tradition. Not any time lately. 
So they need somebody that's almost not just the face of the team because he's the coach. He's like the personality of the team. Mm-hmm. So that seems like a match that would uh, that would match up. That would line up well. We'll see if they get it done. Things are still going on in Philadelphia, Gordon. Boy, if you're a Giant fan, you are just laughing. You're, you're, <laughs> you know, as you know, defensive coordinator Sean Desai and Matt Patricia, who took over the defensive play caller late in the season, they're done. Out. According to multiple reports. Out. Gone. Goodbye. Former Commanders head coach Ron Rivera interviewing for the defensive coordinator position, according to our Jeremy Fowler with the Eagles. They're also set to interview former Jacksonville Jaguars defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell. Also a source told Fowler. Caldwell 52 fired by the Jaguars after the season. He was a defensive assistant with the Eagles from 2008 to 2012. By the way, signs are pointing to Nick Sirianni returning for a fourth season as head coach of the Eagles. Now, Sirianni and general manager Harry Roseman will end will have their end-of-season news conference on Wednesday. If he's there, he's back. If he's yeah, not that's there... A, yeah, <laughs> the, sign, the, the fact that he is expected to show up, I guess he's he's coming back. Not exactly a ringing endorsement, but an endorsement all the same. Yep. I, know, do, I guess Giant fans like the fact that they're keeping Sirianni? Or would uh, you... I, if you're... If you were a Giant fan, would you rather see them fire Sirianni? I would figure you'd rather them keep Sirianni because it doesn't really seem like yeah. yeah, I don't think it doesn't really seem like they figured things out for why it went the way it did at the end of the season. And you want to see who's left and what other changes are going to make on the field, right? Okay, that's the other thing, you know. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, Cleveland Browns general manager Andrew Barry says he expects running back Nick Chubb to be on the roster next season. Gordon, and get this, would app would quote absolutely love end of quote to have. Joe Flacco back as well. They're a wild team there in Cleveland, huh? <laughs> Joe, baby. Wait a second. How much are you paying Deshaun Watson? You're talking about bringing back Joe Flacco? Guaranteed money, baby. Guaranteed, Joe. Guaranteed what, what, for Deshaun what organization? Watson. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. The Detroit Lions have agreed to a contract with veteran tight end Zach Ertz, according to ESPN, and his addition comes after Lions tight end Brock Wright. Remember, suffered that forearm injury in Detroit's 31-23 divisional round victory over Tampa Bay. His injury left Sam Laporte as the only healthy tight end on the roster. So Dan Campbell said didn't look good for Wright's availability for the NFC Championship game this Sunday against the Niners. And speaking of the Niners, Gordon, they considered it 50-50 as to whether Debo Samuel will be able to play in that NFC Championship game, according to Shefty. You remember he suffered a left shoulder injury in the first half of the Niners' victory over the Packers. In that divisional round game Saturday, star receiver did not play in the second half, but he told some members of the organization he was okay, according to Shefty. But uh, Kyle Shanahan said after the game he was uncertain, but 50-50. And I think, Gordon, once we find out what his situation is, I would think that that could change the lines. Now, when I last checked ESPN Bet, um, as I'm going there right now, they were... You know, obviously the Niners were the favorite, and they were a seven-point favorite over the Lions. Now, I don't know if it's going to go up. Seven points is pretty steep. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that goes up even more if we find out that Debo Samuels is available. I wouldn't think so. Uh, I would think that that's kind of baked in at that point, that uh, the expectation is even if he plays, he's going to be limited if he's 50-50. So I would maybe, maybe it goes up another half point. We shall see. But uh, that's that's a pretty it's a pretty steep line right there. Already, already it is, it is, and I think Detroit 
will give a bit. I think Detroit will give a better showing than what that line indicates. Uh, the Niners are the team, Gordon. I mean, they played well, but they almost lost that game. They absolutely <laughs> did almost lose that they game. Almost lost that Probably game. should have lost that game. But, absolutely. Um, but uh, they were able to pull it out. No question about it. Last thing, Gordon, and we'll talk a little bit later in the show as we'll talk about the Knicks in their game tomorrow night against the Brooklyn Nets over at the Clay, the Barclays. You see their game yesterday? The Nets, Nets game yesterday? No, Nets. I did not see the much of the Nets yesterday. Kawhi Leonard scored. They were up. They started out on a 16-0 run. Nets did to open, this, mm-hmm. open the game. They were up 18 in the game. Kawhi Leonard scored 14 of his 21 points in the final five minutes. Clippers ended Gordon on a 22-0 run. Yeah, I, I saw that the I looked at the final and I saw that the fourth quarter was 41 to 15. <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure what happened there, but Clippers have gotten it kind of figured out. Right? Yes, Remember they the have. beginning of the season, things were a mess. It seemed like, oh boy, it's gonna implode there. They've, they've got it. Now, whether or not they can keep it rolling in the playoffs, that's another. Yeah, we'll see. Hold on a kettle of fish. But yeah, yep. yesterday they were able to uh, take care of business. Now, according to the Elias Sports Bureau, the Clippers streak was tied for the longest unanswered scoring run to close a game in the past quarter, 25 seasons. Okay. It happened twice in that span, including the Clippers' effort on November 11, 2009 against the Memphis Grizzlies. And those are some of the stories, Gordon, we will be chatting about. Inside this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. When we return, we'll recap, which was an interesting weekend. A lot of folks uh, a little nervous (laughs) for some of the things that went on with these games. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York Tonight. Ultimately, completely on me. I gotta do a better job of getting through to my target. I gotta do a better job of playing a little bit more left when you have a left to right. I've been here long enough to know that you have to do that. You know, I was stressing my line, but I had in warm ups. I had a good ball, but it didn't work out and feel feel terrible. You know, I love this team, man, and you know, it hurts. This, this one hurts bad. And, yeah, I gotta do a better job. Gordon, if you're a Bills fan, even if you missed the field goal, could you miss it wide left? You can't miss it wide right again. Yeah, painful. That is as depressing as it gets. I will say this. I feel like there has been way too much blame put at the foot of Tyler Bass because Mm -hmm. what I think a lot of people, and I I didn't hear a lot of the shows today. I was running around, so maybe other people did bring this point up. But even if he makes a field goal, it's a tie game. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was 140 left in the game at that point. Mm -hmm. If based on what the Chiefs did this game, you really think that they they got a, a field goal in 13 seconds one time. You're telling <laughs> yeah. me they wouldn't have been able to get a field goal in a minute and 40 seconds left? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bills lost that game way before that kick, uh, and they got beat. The, the Chiefs, I didn't think so. I thought going into this game, the Bills were the better team. It was their time. They were mm-hmm. at home. Um it was Josh Allen's time. He had a yep. clean game, did not throw the, the crazy interceptions that we've seen. He was, he was running the ball effectively. He was passing the ball effectively. That's why I think that this game is just so monumentally depressing is because you played a good game yeah, 
against a team that was weaker than it's been in a very long time, and you still lost. In your building. In your building. And you even got a break. Yeah. Uh, after the fake punt, you got a break. I know. Because you shouldn't have lost. As a matter of fact, he shouldn't have even had to – he shouldn't even have been involved in this game. No. He shouldn't even have been involved no. in this game. No. I mean, what were they thinking running that play for Hardman? I, I'm oh, not exactly that's... sure. but I don't know. When Pacheco is, is running every, every time he gets the ball, he's getting five, six, seven yards. So yep. uh, that was a mistake, but you, you got that break and you figure, okay, that's, that, that's the play that's going to put us over the top because at that point it looked like you were in, in real trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So to me, that's why that game was so depressing is that once the Chiefs kind of figured out, okay, we're going to key on the run, Bill's offense was just not as effective. And so for them, the, the fact that they had to settle for a field goal in that spot to just tie the game mm-hmm. with that much time left, I, I felt like the game was already over even before yeah, he really even before he missed the field goal. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, t- I Gordon, I got to say it, um, it's amazing. Kansas City turned the switch back on. Kelsey was open, making mm-hmm. plays, mm-hmm. Uh, receivers catching the football. Right, Scantling uh, catching the football. What 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 is going on here? You know, uh, Mahomes extending plays, throwing mm-hmm. on the run, doing what he does. They look like the same old Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they did. It, it looked like the same old thing, and for the for the Buffalo Bills, it definitely felt like the same old thing for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and defensively, I will say this: uh, Kansas City was struggling with that run because they were just eating up yardage on them early, eating up. And of course, they had six offensive linemen. They should have mm-hmm. been eating up. That's the way it should have been. But uh, they weren't able to do, you know, they weren't able to be as efficient. And once again, you you can't say this, you can't say anything about uh, Josh Allen on this one. Because he, he he played this hard out yesterday. He really he did. did. He did. He, he did not have the big, now Kansas City kind of forced him to kind of get out of his game. He wants to take shots down the field in that one play where yes. he had the, where he had digs on the crossing route. He, he, Tried to force the ball down the field, mm-hmm. didn't make the throw. Could have been a touchdown. The guy was open. Yeah. Um, but to me, if if it, and I know, look, the, people will say they have all these injuries, they have all these guys banged up, and that's why. In the second half, Chiefs possessions, touchdown, touchdown. They had the fumble at the one yard line. Mm-hmm. They punted once, and then that was the end of the game. So yeah. I mean, once they got rolling, um, they they stopped them one. They forced one punt the entire night. Yep. That's it. They but did they enough. Were, uh, they, they were doing they, – they controlled that game. The more that game went on, the more the Chiefs took control of that game. Yep. Yeah. They wore them out, Gordon. Even though you would think they were wearing the uh, Chiefs defensive line out with all the running and everything. It didn't seem that way. They didn't seemed like seem they were getting way. stronger. They were getting more effective <laughs> playing the run. Yeah. And the other thing was because Kansas City was scoring. So they were – you know, mm-hmm. they were – even though you're on the – you know you're on the on the sideline and everything, and and they were moving the ball kind of quick, but then he had some nice long long drives. So it is Kansas City against Baltimore, Gordon, and you know this is what we're all kind of waiting for, waiting to see how this is going to turn out. This is going to be, and this is interesting because they were talking about this on the K Show a lot, but I think this is going to be almost really kind of the ultimate referendum on Lamar Jackson. Uh, in the sense that, you know, he's been an MVP. Mm-hmm. He's a guy now, you know, you're facing the world, facing the Super Bowl champs in your building with a chance to, if you win, 
you get to go to the Super Bowl. And I think this is, you know, this is going to be the ultimate test for what Lamar Jackson, you know, what Lamar Jackson can be as far as, as a group getting his team to the postseason. We know how great he is. He's gotten an MVP. We know what he can do with individual talent, okay? But now can he, with the extra weapons he's got, is he able to galvanize them and get them to, to, the, uh, to the Super Bowl? That's going to be the question, and he's got to go through the former champs. So as you like to do, quoting Ric Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And it's funny because there's a lot of younger fans who, when you try to explain to them what it was that Michael Jordan was able to do through his success of denying other great players the mm-hmm. ever the chance of, of winning a ring, it, it has a little of a, I'm not going to say it's to that degree just yet, but the Chiefs are the favorites until they're knocked out. And you see, like, would it really surprise you at this point? I know he's got a lot of career left. But mm-hmm. would it surprise you that much if Josh Allen doesn't win a Super Bowl in his career? It's going when to get harder. Right, it, right. I mean, he's going to be in Buffalo probably most of his career. Yeah. Mahomes is not going anywhere. He's going nope. to have to deal with Mahomes. Now, maybe eventually he gets over the hump. It's kind mm-hmm. of hard to see that right now after what we watched yesterday. Yeah. Because I, I think the Chiefs are going to get better after this year. That's for sure. Yep. And the and Bills, they were all in on this year, Larry. They were. They were. And Gordon, let's face it, you know, you had a, you had a year without Joe Burrow. He's he's mm-hmm. he hasn't gone anywhere, right? And C.J. Stroud, I think Gordon's going to be around. I think he's going to be pretty good. <laughs> well, yesterday was a very depressing day for Bills fans. I think yesterday was a very depressing day. If you're a fan of a team in the AFC mm-hmm. that is not the Chiefs and maybe the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, you just look at the qu- just the quarterback play alone. Look at the quarterback play. You have to have people who are getting mentioned in the MVP conversation that year. Yeah. And and even then, like you have one guy who is going to be the MVP, Lamar Jackson. Mhm. You have I know he's not going to be the MVP, but he is if you, if we all had a draft tomorrow, Patrick Mahomes would be the first guy everybody would take. Yep. Uh, it just you mentioned Burrow. You mentioned mm-hmm. C.J. Stratt. I mean, the, the, the list of quarterbacks, in, elite quarterbacks in the, in the AFC, Yeah, it's pretty deep. And if it you is. don't have one of them, how are you getting past them? Because the Bills do have an elite quarterback. Josh Allen is an elite quarterback, and he can't get past it. So how are you going to get past it? I know. I know. It's, uh, man, it's kind of depressing, Gordon. You're right. <laughs> How, you thought the how depression was over when the season ended, right? <laughs> this is the fun time. Man, you know, and just think if you're, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, who is a kid right. who could be, you know, who's got all the potential in the world, mm-hmm. that with a John Harbaugh, Gordon could get to Jim. that point. Right. Jim Harbaugh, yep. rather, could get to that point where he could elevate himself into that next level, into that conversation. I mean, it's... He's got no shot right now. He's got no it, shot. That, that's a tough. That's a tough hill to climb. You know, it's a tough hill to climb. And then I mean, there's Deshaun Watson in, in Cleveland, right. who's really good. Mm-hmm. Or at least he was. We'll see if he can stay healthy and be really good again. It's a lot of good. You know, it's a lot of good quarterbacks in, the, in in the AFC. It's a lot. That's why. And I hate to do it, but that's why you know, if you're the Jets, you got concerns. You got concerns. Mm-hmm. Because you've got a guy who, you know, he may be great. Here's the thing. You have a guy who 
may be very good for the next two years and still not get you where you want to go and that's because of all the competition, because of all the competition in, in, in the conference. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. scary because yep. when he's done, you're, you got to start from the beginning again. That's the issue. You got to start from the beginning again. Oh, it's rough. When we return, we'll hear from a couple of the Bills, and then we'll hear what happened to uh, – we'll also hear from Kansas City. They're uh, you know on their way to Baltimore. We'll talk about that next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. This blockbuster Super Bowl exhibit features everything from the Vince Lombardi Trophy, all 57 rings from each championship team, helmets, jerseys, and more from Super Bowl legends, and a spectacular showcase of memorable Super Bowl commercials. The exhibit is open through March 3rd. For more information, visit paleycenter.org. Hardesty and Damer on 98.7 ESPN, recapping a little football action over the weekend. And Gordon, this is an interesting situation here. Now, we will hear from the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott. And then I have a question for you. Here's Sean McDermott on the loss. I'm extremely disappointed. Yeah, I mean, you put so much time into this. You put so much time into a season, let alone this game, and the preparation for it, and to come out and to not perform the way I'd hoped we would have. It's, it's extremely disappointing and frustrating, and it's a type of situation in our business where you got to spend the whole offseason thinking about it. But, it. but it drives you harder. If that's even possible, it drives someone harder. It drives you harder to come back next season and continue to work at it. There's, listen, there's only one team at the end of all this that's happy. I tell you that. I've been to two Super Bowls, and there's only one team that's happy. So it's that type of business, and, and you keep working at it. Gordon, uh, you know, just just for conversation, just for conversation. I don't know if I don't know if I'm Buffalo if I bring him back. This was a tough year for him. All the different comments that he had, you know, during the year and all this other stuff, and then, you know, the fake punt and deep in your own territory, and you lose again. I, and I get it. He got to the listen. He got to the division, but. This team is supposed to have gotten to the Super Bowl, at least gotten to the Super Bowl game. And they haven't done it under him. And he took over this defense. As you mentioned, he was the defensive play caller, and he didn't make any adjustments to that Kansas City team. Yeah, I I mean, it's not really a stretch. It's not an overreaction to think that the Bills' Super Bowl window with this group could be over. Um, You look at some of the age, uh, Stephon Diggs, who had three catches for 21 yards yesterday, is 30 years old, and in the second half of the season did not seem like the same player. They've got a lot of age on that defense. I think they're $45 million over the cap. They they went all in on this year, and and rightfully so. It it seemed like this could be be the year. In terms of going into this game, they look like the better team. Kansas mm-hmm. City over the second half of the season, over the entire season, really looked like they were kind of missing something. They were they were a good team with a great quarterback, but we're not elite. But you, when you got to slay the dragon, Larry, you got to kill it dead. Yeah, that's right. And they were not able to kill it dead yesterday, and and as the game went along, you could kind of feel that that Kansas City was gaining the momentum, mm-hmm. and uh, they never they they never gave it up, and they were able to for all the talk about Patrick Mahomes going on the road for the first time. He's still Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's funny. We talk all the time about this quarterback's in the top five. Or these, this is the top three, or this is the top ten. There's no question who number one is. 
<laughs> yes, we right. can we can argue about two through five or two through ten. Yeah, we don't. We're not going to argue who number one is. No, he's the best guy. He's Patrick Mahomes, and he took his game on the road yesterday, Gordon, and he just he played like he was home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he played just like he was home. Everybody. Yeah, Bills did not get a lot of pressure on him. No, uh, they were not able to really slow him down. They had the one punt midway through the fourth quarter. By that mm-hmm. point, they had already had the lead. And uh, I'll be honest with you, even if if Tyler Bass nails that kick right down the middle, yeah, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Patrick Mahomes is going down and getting at least a field goal. No question. And might have left some time on the clock for them to get it back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm sure CBS was wishing that too. <laughs> There's no question about it. All right, Josh Allen. It was tough. How did it feel waking up this morning? Yeah, I mean, it's surreal. On the bright side, we woke up this morning. We're all here. Losing's never fun. It's a part of the game. It's the worst, well, second worst part of the game. Obviously, injuries are the worst part of the game. But it's the reason why you play this game is because you don't want to feel this way. But when you do feel this way, it makes winning all that much more special. And this isn't something that we're going to run from. It's not something we're going to hide from. we got to take it on the chin and continue to learn and get better. And I know that doesn't... It's not what people want to hear. They want to see results. We want to see results. We're just like you guys. We want to win. That's the fact. And at the end of the season, there's one happy team. And we're going to keep fighting and keep working as hard as we can until we are that one team. So long road ahead, long off season. Got to continue to keep putting in the work and, and getting better in the off season and getting together with guys and figuring out what we can do to get over this hump. All right, so let's narrow it down, Josh. What has to change for you guys to get over the hump? I don't think it's a big change. I think it's just, again, we've got to find a way to score one more point than they do. And every season, if you don't win, it's, it's a failed season. That's the nature of the business. It's one happy team at the end of the season, really. And when it's not you and you're so close, it just it sucks. Yeah, it does. It really does if you're a Bills fan. On the other hand, if you're Andy Reid, it's like, uh, you know what? Another great game. We're good. All-tight classic again every time we play. All tight classic again. Every time we play one of Sean's teams, it's, it comes right down to the end. He's done a phenomenal job here and a phenomenal job this year, like coach of the year level coaching. If we don't play them again, I'm good with that. I'm so proud of our guys and the job that they did. Just one heck of a job. You know, the sidelines were so positive, which I, I thought was important in this game. You knew it was going to be a tight game just because of the caliber of team they've got, and, and it was. And our guys just kept their composure through the highs and the lows of the game. They supported each other. And, and listen, with all due respect to what Andy Reid is saying, okay, not coach of the year, but uh, it just shows, Gordon, how important coaching is. We always talk about it. Like, well, what's going on with coaching and what that? In the NFL, when you've got two evenly matched teams like this, coaching is so important, adjustments, schemes, doing different things. And I'm sorry, McDermott just didn't get it done. You know you know this Kansas City team, okay? You know them. You've, you've, beat, you've met them in all the top-notch spots with everything on the line. You should know them. And what you should know is they've always got something to surprise you. You always have to be ready to take something away from them on the fly. And he just couldn't do it, and that's why they're sitting home tonight. Yeah, Andy Reid wanting to make sure he gets that narrative. No, Sean McDermott is the best. I, I, I think he should be staying there forever. I think you should give him a lifetime. Co- yeah, I, if I were Andy Reid, I'd love Sean McDermott too. Every time I play him, yeah, it goes right down to the wire, and we win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, it, it doesn't seem like the immediate reaction is that he is under any heat. Maybe sometimes that changes a couple mm-hmm. of days afterwards. But they're going to yeah. have to do something different uh, yeah. because this they, they've they've they've. It feels like they were on a path 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a good path. It was a solid path, and it felt like they were progressing. Uh, but now, how are you going to progress past this point? How are you going to p- progress past that team? Because, again, it might not just be the Chiefs every year. What if the Bengals are, are up there next year? Or what if it's somebody else? The, the thing that the Bills have going for them is they play in the AFC East, and I yep. think that they are going to remain to be the best team in the AFC East here mm-hmm. for, for the foreseeable future. Um, but that's that's not a guarantee. And right. um, as I mentioned before, the cap situation, the age on defense, Stefan Diggs, his his lack of production, the lack of of skill position players uh, between the, they have the two tight ends that that kind of chipped in this year, mm-hmm. and the running backs very good, but yeah. it seems like they need to Von Miller's thirty four. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of age and they got a lot of questions now, and they they have to they have to figure, and that's the problem when you pay the quarterback like they pay Josh Allen, it becomes tougher to keep the group together, and you got to find cheaper options that make you just as good. And for them, it's not just about being just as good; they got to be better. Yeah, uh, I think they missed Gabe Davis. Clearly, they missed him. Yeah, uh, but here's the thing, Gordon. I think they found the offense the way to work offensively. With the, the new mesh, coordinator. The, 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 the balance. Yeah, I think they found that. I, he still runs a little bit. I mean, he's successful. He still runs a little much for my liking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen does. I understand why he has to. Uh, he likes to do it. He's he's very effective, Gordon. I mean, he gets, he gets yardage. Uh, but I think they found the right balance offensively. I just think they have to make some adjustments defensively. And, you know, can they can – they, can, will they – can they make the right moves to be and go as far as they need to go? And I just don't know. Mentally, it becomes a, a challenge as well, Gordon. It's like, I mean, you know, we keep getting to this spot. We keep getting to this spot. We keep running into Kansas City. And then when we, you know, and, and then when we didn't run into Kansas City, we ran into Cincinnati and got, you know, wiped out. So what yeah. is it going to take for us to get to that spot? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's clear that they have a lot of... of thinking to do uh, yeah, this offseason and uh it's not going to be easy and we'll we'll see because it did feel like with the way the season was going the coach was definitely on the hot seat and they yes. did respond but yeah he did sometimes like we always talk about tibbs is, is tibbs going to be the coach that gets the knicks over the top or is he the coach that gets you to a certain level and then when you have the, the pieces in place maybe you have to have a different voice mm-hmm Maybe that's the case for the Buffalo Bills. Maybe they need a, a different voice to, to get them whatever it is that they are missing because clearly they are missing something when they go up against the elite teams. I will say this. I think Sean McDermott would be okay, but and forget all this stuff I know about not the AFC, blah, 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 blah. Uh, with a Belichick out there, okay, and, and the coaching availability, the coaches who are available out there now, it's, it's not – it's not on out, it's not out of the question for you to say, man, we could upgrade clearly here if we went out. Vrabel, we could, you know, we, we could upgrade. We probably could upgrade a little bit. So that's the concern. If that if those type coaches weren't out there, I think it would be, well, who you gonna well, you know, the old question, who you gonna who you gonna replace him with? Mm-hmm. You know, who you gonna replace guys. him with? There are some guys this you year. You got some guys who potentially are gonna be better. Who potentially and, would be and, and it does make you wonder because, like, when guys like that become available, when Belichick becomes available, or, or Jim Harbaugh becomes available, or Vrabel becomes available, you think the first thing is, oh, that guy's going to get snatched up quickly, right? 
And none of them have been snatched up just yet. No. They're just all kind of out there. And it yeah. makes you wonder, at least it does make me wonder, are they, are they waiting to see, are these all the openings there are? Or is there going to be another one that just all of a sudden pops open? That is the question. That is the question. Gordon and I will continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. 